Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. One, two, three. Honest to one, and get this stuff with my dad. He's okay. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and... Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. In Trump world, everyone lies. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Hey, Senor! What is it? It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, Hump Day, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. As I was cleansing my manly nude body this morning, I had flipped on the national progressive radio, which for some reason my tax dollars support. 
Do you mean taking a shower? Most people just say I was taking a shower, but you say cleansing my manly nude body. That's correct. It's a sick enough. Uh, at any rate, so uh, three times between, well, three times in a seven-minute span, three times, three different commentators, three different forms of the story, three times in seven minutes, I heard about the transgender gal who's the nominee for the government of, is it the governor of Vermont or New Hampshire? I think it's Vermont. Yeah. Yeah. Three times. So evidently, that's our general manager, the transgender gal who's running for the governor of Vermont. Hmm. Uh, I did hear something about uh, rights for men who need tampons and how there uh, there need to be tampon okay. machines in men's bathrooms. Yeah, right. And that's an issue. I saw yeah, that on the news yesterday. No, it's not. Well. Um, I don't know if it is or not. You got that problem? Bring them yourself. Uh, there is um, uh, our board operator, as we introduce everybody on our squad. Board operator Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. We're in a black t-shirt. It's very, uh, very edgy of you. How are you this morning? I'm doing okay. I um, got caught looking at another woman at the gym as I was working on the chest press, and Uh-oh. that didn't go so well. What, by, uh, caught by your girlfriend or caught by the woman you were looking no, at? No, by, by the girlfriend, actually. She waved oh. to me and then gave me the uh, old, you know. Oh, I see you staring. Keep our eyes on her work. <laughs> so, That's pretty well, funny. Yeah, it was kind of funny, I guess. But anyway. Well, we move on. <laughs> so there, there was a video, not funny, there was a video yesterday, because um, there's a video of everything now. There will be a video of everything in the future because we're all on cameras all the time, which is a weird way to live our lives. But there was a video of a guy sucker punching a dude who he perceived, it looks pretty accurately from the video, who was staring at his girlfriend's ass. Oh, my. So he's walking along with his girlfriend. He che- he sees this guy check out his girlfriend and turns around and punches the dude. And he's a he- giant guy punching a little guy. Oh of my. course. That's a popular thing. Right. Coward. Um, uh, which is a weird... I mean, that, that's, I'm that's, sorry your dad beat you oh, and you still whatever. carry that anger. But that that's a weird uh, reaction on multiple levels. Yeah. I always thought it was awesome if people were checking out my girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I just think that's awesome. Yeah, that's my girlfriend. How about that? Yeah. And right. she's my girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, nobody's more surprised than me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wanting to fight somebody over, it seems pretty odd. But anyway. That's because you have anger. You yeah, have I'm sure. you got a crazy head and number, you're trying to justify problem. it. Uh, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. We uh, we talked a little bit about the the interview that Penn Jillette did with Vulture yesterday, and I thought there was some really interesting stuff in there. But the one quote that we we didn't cover, but it's the thing that I've been thinking about nonstop ever since I read it, and I will <laughs> yes. uh, I will share this yes. with you guys. Uh, there was a uh, it's there, Sean's thought of the day. This is Penn Jillette talking about a, an anecdote of of his. There was a sentence said to me at the time I heard it. I ridiculed it, but now it seems like the most profound thing that was ever said. You know Siegfried and Roy? I was having lunch with Siegfried, and he was telling the story about dating a woman. I guess he saw a quizzical look on my face, and he said in his German accent with his coiffed hair, I'm not gay. I'm not straight. I'm Siegfried. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's the only real truth I've ever heard. That's beautiful. I strive to be that. That's that's fantastic. You got to admit, if you're having lunch with Siegfried, bisexual German tiger tamer, and Siegfried (laughs) says, "Yeah, I was dating this girl." You you might have a quizzical look on your face. Yeah, even if you didn't mean to, you didn't pass your face. What? (laughs) I strive to be nothing else than just Sean. So, (laughs) so his partner Roy got et by the tiger, right? He got chewed on a little bit. Sure enough. So is Siegfried still just a show by himself? 
in honor of his partner who got eaten by a tiger? Uh, my knowledge of uh, Las Vegas Tiger Acts is uh, pa- <laughs> paper thin, I'm afraid. Really? There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I got to tell you, I am feeling good. Got a nice gift from my blind date from last weekend. Sent me a bottle of Shardy, along with a thank you note, thanking me for my tips on quitting smoking, and suggested we get together again in the not-too-distant future. Nice. So I got to tell you, I got a spring of my step this morning. Congratulations. Feel good about all that. Yeah. Help somebody along, quit smoking, right. got a bottle of Shardy, and uh, exactly. another date. You yeah. sure she's not a grifter? And you did, and you <laughs> did, you did the right thing by helping her out. And then you see, Karma is coming around to to pay you back. Yes, indeed, it's absolutely fantastic. She's got this knuckle cracking thing she needs help with now. <laughs> exactly, hey, impulsive no. eater. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Wednesday, August fifteenth. <laughs> The year 2018, we're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and getting we approve of this program. Oh, for goodness sakes, let's get started now. According to FCC rules and regulations, the show is going to begin at Mark. The abuse scarred every diocese. The cover-up was sophisticated. And all the while, church leadership kept records of the abuse and the cover-up. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of wish somebody warned me that was going to be our clip, but um, the... Depth and unmitigated nature of the sin, horror, and inexcusable behavior by the Catholic Church in Pennsylvania is—it's uh, despicable. It's inexcusable. There are a thousand victims they've identified. They think there are probably thousands more. Um, it's—it's uh, it's pretty rough stuff. But we got to talk about it. We got to talk about you know the big picture, what it means, what you know, all of it. And the cover-up and the high praise for some of the child rapists by some of the higher-ups in the church is the part that I just will never forget. It's pretty hard to take. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, we got more on that explosive report on the predator priests. The White House, no guarantees about the N-word, and elephants may provide the ultimate cure for cancer. Stories coming up minutes from now. Elephants. Elephants. Okay. Uh, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's good. You know what? It's lighthearted, Jack. And don't we need that? We do. Times? We do need lighthearted. But uh, that that the story about the Catholic Church is it needs to be covered. I'm glad we're covering it. And uh, God, it's just incredible. Human nature. I, I was just going to say. I think it illustrates a lot of things about human nature and bureaucracies and power and the lust for power. Yeah. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience. Of the nation. AM radio is a viable and modern source for news and entertainment. <laughs> I love that clip. That's a clip we're going to work into the opening of the show somehow. Can I hear that one more time? It's the fabulous Chris Parnell of Saturday Night Live in the never-seen movie Hot Rod. AM radio is a viable and modern source for news and entertainment. <laughs> Agreed. And that's before he Agreed. shows off his tattoo of an AM radio tower, right? <laughs> right, yeah. right. because he's so into AM radio. As I am! I should get a I should get a tattoo of an AM radio tower. It's an actually a tattoo of an AM radio urinating on a television. Ah. <laughs> Modern fad. That's right. Television. It'll come, it'll go. The devil's box, I call it. <laughs> well, doesn't everybody? Mailbag. You 
You think you know how much there is an obesity problem in America or how we're all heavier than we used to be? Some stats will amaze you, even if you already think that. I'm not easily amazed, sir. Yeah. I'll wait and see. So, a great mailbag today, and uh, we'll get right to it. Friend to friend, writes Ben. Please do not call it a long-form podcast anymore. Hey, we just recorded another edition of our exciting long-form podcast yesterday. We did. With Major Mike Lyons, military analyst, favorite guest through the years. We just went wild for an hour talking about the world and the military and American military families and changes. And it just, it was was great. It was good. Um, Looking forward to doing something completely different for the next one. Haven't figured out what yet, but... Keep sending your ideas along if you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Suggest guests. One person suggested Jack and I interview each other. Thought that was an interesting idea. Isn't that what we kind of do every day? Kind of. For like 20 years? Just sort of a little bit. (laughs) But I I need to ask you the hard questions. All right. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, Ben writes, please don't call it the long-form podcast anymore. Perhaps we can have a listener naming contest for your off-air podcast. How about me listen long time or something like that? Anyway, hose and poo. (laughs) Oh, Ben. Ben, that's a variation on a new catchphrase. Anyway, Owen, too. Hello. Guys. Oh, Larry. This is Larry commenting on our story yesterday. Oh, I didn't see. There was a Giants-Dodgers fight last night. Oh, yeah. Buster Posey. yeah. No, no, actually, it was uh, a young, uh, what's his name? Don't tell me, Hundley, the uh, backup catcher, and uh, Yasiel Puig, who got into a Mm. drawing contest, and... Punches were thrown, and and, and words were exchanged. Puig is a big guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, the, well Hundley's wearing catcher's gear. That's true. That's and true. in sports fights, you have a pretty decent chance you're not going to get hit. And, and, <laughs> unless you're fighting Nolan Ryan, then you will yeah, get oh, your yeah. ass handed to you. Right. But if Although I, Puig did swing on him. Hundo's a big dude. He okay. was not afraid. I'm not into violence, but I would have been more likely to get in fights if I could have had the sports guarantee of nothing actually happening. Well, somebody might get hit once or twice. Perfect. All right, you got me twice. You win. But everybody's okay because there are now 40 guys milling around. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So we did this story yesterday. We talked to a, a charming gent from the Washington Post about an experiment wherein German researchers uh, programmed a little robot uh, to beg for its life, to beg you not to turn it off at the end of the experiment. And, and, and many people, their uh, compassion gene being triggered, uh, as this thing said, please don't turn me off. I'm afraid of the darkness. People are freaked out. They're like, ah, I'm not when, turning the thing when off. When it is no more sentient than your toaster. Certainly. Right. It was just programmed to say that. But it was an interesting experiment. And we, we talked. We philosophized about it for a while. Larry writes, how can you wonder if a robot will desire to become a real human if you've ever seen Pinocchio? Mm-hmm. Ah, the childhood classic. I want to be a real boy. That's a good point, Larry. Jiminy Cricket, my second favorite Disney character of all time. Number one is the genie. <laughs> Okay, it's good to have them ranked. <laughs> number Jimmy three, Cricket is number two. You oh suck. yeah, no, Jimmy Cricket's awesome. Number Please, th- what's number three? Number insect. three, Gaston, because he's he's portrayed as the villain in the Beauty and the Beast, but I think he's actually the hero. And in today's TED Talk, I will tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have no That's opinion funny. on that, but I'm going to ask my kids <clears throat> when I get home. What's your favorite Disney characters? Okay, and I'll, I'll compare them tomorrow. I know it's radio, yet I send you a visual, writes TK, and it's a Hollywood star, and it has a the movie camera on the little illustration part, and it says, pedophiles and rapists. There you go. There you go. Rapey Wood. Never forget. 
Hollywood and the Catholic Church in uh, Pennsylvania needed to get together. Yeah, no kidding. Do movies about each other. Along with the swimming and uh, gymnastics squads. Right, among others. Uh, Nancy writes, what the hell is going on? I was almost killed again today by a semi. This is becoming almost predictable. Every time I'm almost sideswiped by a truck and get away from my check and see what's going on in the cab without exception, the driver's on a device. When I was a kid, trucking was an honorable profession. They're the best drivers on the road. Now they're a bunch of chimpanzees. Oh, wow. A chimp blast. There's a, truck dri- there's a truck driver shortage, so in theory, it pays better now than it has, and uh, they can be pickier with who they hire. I'm oh, sure. Wait a minute. Not if there's a shortage. They're desperate for people. Anybody who can fog a mirror, they hire. So uh, I would think that should texting and driving in a semi truck be a bigger penalty than. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, lose your commercial license. Yeah, because they have zero tolerance. Or suspended for six months or something. In, in truck driving, there's zero tolerance for for any booze. Like, it's 0.0 as opposed to people driving cars because right. it's so big. So yeah. why wouldn't it be the same for texting? Like a stronger penalty. Yeah, I, I, it ought to be. Yeah. It ought to be. That's interesting. Uh, I've almost been uh, smashed into a couple of times on our nation's highways in the last uh, couple of weeks. It's uh, it's crazy. It's the most dangerous thing I do. It is. and we, By and, far. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we, and we have to not think about it, or you wouldn't be able to drive, wouldn't you? You wouldn't be, 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 be no. Be, be. You'd be consumed with anxiety yeah. all the time. It'd be awful. Uh, Mr. Casey near Portland, quickly climbing the ladder of frequent and welcome correspondence, doing a good job. Here he goes. The scandal of the day. I'm generally not a fan of the media frenzy surrounding the contrived presidential scandal of the day. However, here in the dog days of summer. As I await the return of football, I'm enjoying the political blood sport in spite of myself. Today's thrilling question is, how will Trump respond to the accusation that it was racist to call Omarosa a dog? Does he go for the classic Roseanne Barr Hail Mary, simultaneously claiming he's high on Ambien, then insisting he thought the bitch was white? Or does he do a Giuliani play-action fake, where he alludes to another previously unknown meeting, where he did drop an N-bomb, then bootlegs out to claim there's nothing wrong with N-bombs? Or, as I hope in this case, does he go with the faithful Trump fake, sending out a cryptic tweet that makes us all forget what we were talking about? Perhaps something like, QAnon is JFK's nephew, and Ted Cruz's dad killed JFK. Anyway, first and ten. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, I wish I could coach and you know, make some money coaching the anti-Trump side. Listen, when you go wall-to-wall making a big deal out of him calling Omarosa a dog, and act like that's clearly racism... That makes the, the, the people on the Trump side roll their eyes at the real stuff. It right. just does, because it makes you go, oh, yeah, there they go again with the just crap. Here, Trump's a racist for something that is not necessarily racist. He calls people dogs right. all the time. Right, so this it's is... one of his things. This is not one of your clear wins attacking Trump, but when you go big on this like they did yesterday on MSNBC all effing day long, it makes the real stuff weaker. How do you not understand The real that? criticism. The real criticism. Trump, yeah. The things that, that, that you they should criticize. Right. Um, you got a pretty good case. Right? Yeah. 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 And I don't understand why they don't get that. I don't know. Maybe it's the cable news culture where you have to have something to draw the eyes and ears every single day. And your hair must be on perma-fire. It's like uh, the, the eternal flame at JFK's tomb. These newscasters' hair, it never turns off. See busy, frequent correspondent with a rant. I just can't take it anymore. I'm a lifelong small government guy who thinks Trump was the better choice. 
I'm sane enough to see Trump for the full package, the policies, the Supreme Court picks, the strengths toward North Korea, but his freaking inability to not be a complete and utter failure on Twitter, which is his podium, is just too much. I'm actually moving toward the camp that Trump is doing more harm than he's doing good now. The dog comment, the picking a fight with LeBron, the NFL kneeling thing again this year. Really, I feel like saying to him, just go to the F away. And when he's not just downright stupid, he's still a puzzle. I'm so exhausted with saying, well, enough, he said X, he meant Y. Really, for the most powerful person in the world, we have to handle and coddle his words. I'm so freaking done. I heard somebody say yesterday, has a president ever punched as far down as he is with Omarosa? Oh, please. And tweeting about Omarosa. Dude, if you can't let her go, everybody, she was already a known quantity as a nut job, which makes it difficult to understand why you brought her into the White House. Right. um, nobody took, took, took her seriously before. And if the media gets their Democrat in the White House, what the hell are they going to talk about? What, what hobgoblins will they manufacture to keep stupid America tuned in? I'm low-key sort of interested in how that would play out. Sorry for the rant. See, busy. I hear you, brother. I feel you. Well, let's see. How much time do we have, Michael? Not a lot, huh? Got a minute 20. Yeah, oh, that, okay. I, I mentioned I was with uh, uh, several Trump voters when the LeBron tweet came out, and they were... And I almost guarantee they'll vote for Trump again. But they're just, why, why does he do that? Right, right. It's just, it's, it doesn't help no, anything. No, It's four-dimensional chess. I wanted to comment on three important topics from yesterday's show, writes Rich in beautiful green Oregon. Oregon really stepping up today. First, right from the beginning of your show, Michael and Cheap Nail Clippers. Michael, man up. God gave you teeth. Just one caution, 37 people a year die from choking on toenails. <laughs> Toenails. I'd like to see the origin of this. You're more limber than I am. Second topic, Jack asked Sean if he would take a child to the movie Meg. Real question to Sean, would he take a cat to see Meg? (laughs) I don't let cats in theaters. And and we really don't have time for his third poop in the streets of San Francisco-related thought. But he signs off rich in beautiful green, not brown, Oregon. There you go. Rich? Um, so Marshall's news next, that Catholic church story that's horrifying on the Armstrong and Getty show. Ah, there's stories I don't want to cover, don't want to talk about, but we must. That's one of these. Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. A grand jury is reporting that more than 300 Catholic priests in Pennsylvania molested more than 1,000 children since the 1940s. And senior church officials, including the current Archbishop of Washington, D.C., Cardinal Donald Wuerl, systematically covered it up. Now, the Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro was saying at a news conference, We should emphasize that while the list of priests is long, We don't think we got them all. We feel certain that many victims never came forward and that the diocese did not create written records every single time they heard something about abuse. Now Shapiro going on to say that abuse was carefully crafted. To make it easier to target their victims, the priests gave their favored boys gifts, gold crosses to wear as necklaces, the crosses were markings of which boys had been groomed for abuse. Oh, my God. That's the worst the thing I've ever heard. The grand jury saw one of those gold crosses when one of the victims of the Pittsburgh priests testified. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. It's unbelievable. 
And she give this kid a gold cross that his parents, you know, don't know why. And uh, that's to let the other priest know, hey, this this kid. He's, he's rapable. He's, you can yeah. rape him. Yeah, and uh, many of Freaking these priests, amazing. the higher-ups were informed that they were serial rapists of children, and they covered it up and then praised them publicly as heroes and servants of Christ, knowing what they knew. And this world monster, agent of Satan, defended his conduct in a statement saying, well, I understand this report may be critical of some of my actions, I believe the report confirms that I acted with diligence, with concern for the victims, and to prevent future acts of abuse. Uh, his uh, opinion is rather a lonely one on that point. So they've identified a thousand plus victims. Yes. They think there could easily be thousands more. Correct. But everybody's either died or the uh, statute of limitations is passed, so there's practically no legal action that will be taken on this. Correct. Um, and there's, you know, so many questions on this. Uh, so this is just looking at an area of Pennsylvania. Is there any? Is there reason to believe it's the same way all over the rest of the country or not? Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But this is pretty extraordinary. I mean, it's pretty over the top. It's pretty hard to imagine that it's limited just to this one area being this bad. Right. Well, no, there's plenty of evidence to the contrary. I mean, Ireland just dealt with a scandal. Right, right. Chile is dealing with a horrific child rape so, scandal. So then you've got to get into the what is going on with priests not marrying no sex. That's absolutely part of it. It's got to be. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. It has to be part of it. Let me give you one of the worst examples if you want to hear that in well, the morning. Well, I was, I was torn. I wasn't sure if we should go into this or not, but I don't know. Go ahead. In the Diocese of Scranton, uh, one priest named Thomas Skotek, is his name, raped a young girl, got her pregnant, and arranged an abortion. The bishop then wrote a letter to the rapist priest who raped a young girl, got her pregnant, and got her an abortion, which I don't know if you're up on this, but the Catholic Church claims they're really against. This is a very difficult time in your life, and I realize how upset you are. I, too, share your grief. That was a letter to the rapist. Wow. Not to the victim of rape who got pregnant and got an abortion. How, how do you get this corrupt? How do you get this far off track? I mean, obviously you can. It's, it's like looking at the VA or a, a number of other things we've right. looked at in recent years. Clearly, there's human nature involved here. But how do you get that far off track? How do you lose your sense of what's right and wrong that much? You got a boy raped so forcefully that it caused severe spine injuries. He became addicted to painkillers, later died of an overdose. The number of men and women who say, I've never been able to have a healthy relationship because I'm so freaked out about my body and about sex and the rest of it. The the, the damage these guys did. And then the cover-up. I swear to God, I want to see hundreds of people round up and put in jail and and the keys conveniently lost. (sighs) It should be the death penalty for this. Death penalty for this. And so while those of us who are normal think they should be locked up forever or stoned to death or whatever thinks that the penalty, the people in charge at the Catholic Church didn't think there should be any penalty. In fact... I'll move you to a different church to rape boys over there. I just don't want anybody to get caught because it's going to upset my cool gig right. in which the church provides me a house and a car and I don't have to work for a living. I mean, is that what it is? I don't even know what it is. And then delay, 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 and oh, statute of limitations is run out, so there can be no prosecution. Right. It's so freaking awful. 
And yeah, I mean, I've known people who are who are molested is not the right word because in many of these cases people were just flat out raped. Um, but I've known people who dealt with that as children, and, and no, they never are normal in relationships ever again. But you add in with this Catholic Church thing, you add in a trusted person, and if you're a religious person, that whole mess of what's true and what's not, and how do I trust this or that. I mean, and then when you go tell mom and dad or somebody else in the church, they tell you, shut up. That's not true. Shut up. Imagine that. Nah. God dang it. That's, it's just so, it's so awful. An escalating war of words between the president and Omarosa Manigault oh, Newman. On a lighter note. Over her claims that a tape exists of Trump using the N-word from his days on The Apprentice. Now, when asked several times yesterday, White House spokesperson Sarah Sanders said she could not guarantee such a tape does not exist. Can you stand at the podium and guarantee the American people they'll never hear Donald Trump uttered the N-word on a recording in any context. Uh, I can't guarantee uh, anything, but I can tell you that the president addressed this question directly. I can tell you that I've never heard it. Just to be clear, you can't guarantee it. Uh, Look, I haven't been in every single room. I can tell you the president has addressed this directly. That's great. That is a great dodge for cable news. That is a perfect cable news dodge. Can you guarantee a negative? Right. Of a 70-plus-year-old man's entire life. That's not fair journalism. (laughs) And it was treated all day long like it was a big deal. That is not fair journalism. Please. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. Boy, oh, boy, boy. If somebody actually has a tape of this and... and you didn't hear us talk about it yesterday. Penn Jillette says, oh, yeah, he heard stuff like that on The Apprentice, but he's not going to talk about it. Mm. Um, he said, but, talking about it but, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he's in a tough position if somebody asks him in an interview, are you going to lie to protect no, Donald I, Trump? I'm, just, I'm making witticisms. I get it. But anyway, uh, he said he's not going to get into the details because he might not remember it accurately. But anyway, if a tape comes out, because there's a decent chance it exists, how the country's going to react to that will be something to follow. I'll tell you that. Trump's uh-uh. currently somewhere between 39 and 42% approval rating. Would that move at all? I'm thinking those who would react to it this way will react to it this way. Right. Those who would react to it that way will react to it precisely that way. Right. Right. And little will change. Yeah. It ain't, it ain't going to help the, uh, the... Here's Like I said yesterday, here's where it gets ugly is if you have a Trump hat or a Trump sign in your yard or anything like that come re-election time, it'll be a lot easier for people to say, well, you're clearly a racist. And, I mean, you're absolutely a racist. You in the face for it. You're absolutely a racist because you're supporting Donald Trump. Right. So that's where it's going to get super ugly. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. And then the New York Times, two days before the election, will say there's a 92% chance that Elizabeth Warren will be the next president <laughs> and she will lose 40 states. <laughs> Um, uh, you think you know how much fatter we are than we used to be? I'm not happy about this news. But I was just in the lunchroom where we got our snacks. Yes. You look around that and you think, what What? What? what kind of beast does this? Right. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I want to say 
horse was neglected by its owner. Now the horse is suing. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, and a restaurant Raise bus. your right hoof and place your hand on the Bible. You, oh, you have no hands. I'm sorry. Your other hoof. So you're going to trot in here. <laughs> uh, restaurant busted for serving tarantula tacos. Okay. Hmm. And, and pirates be resurgent in the Caribbean. Why we say hello when we answer the phone. It's a this day in history. Hmm. Ahoy, ahoy. Isn't, ahoy, that what ahoy. They, isn't that what they used to say? That's correct. I never have said that. Um, so, is this something people want to talk about or not? Everybody, practically everybody thinks about it. If I'm up like a pound and a half today, so I don't love the topic. If you're over the age of 30, it's on your mind, right? For almost everybody. What, I mean, weight? like 98% oh, yeah. of people, you yeah. think about it regularly. Um, I need to watch what I eat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Watch it go in my belly. And so I'm looking at the chart. People have been getting, uh, it's kind of interesting to look at. They, they break it down by overweight men, or overweight, obese, and extremely obese, separating men and women. Yeah. Because women have actually gone up more than men, but both have gone up a lot. Way to go, ladies. It's the go-go 21st century. But you look at the chart, and it was flat, 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 flat through the, and probably going back throughout history, like to the beginning of Adam and Eve, or right. whatever you want to use for the first human. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it's probably been steady all through there. Through the 60s, through the 70s, through then around 82, I blame Reagan, around 82, people started to get a little fatter. And then it's just been a steep climb ever since then for all these numbers. Steep. Wow. wow. And a couple of the numbers are amazing to me because, I mean, we, we've been talking about this for, well, as long as we've been doing a talk show. Mm-hmm. And the numbers are up a lot in the 20 years we've been doing a talk show. The The... Average weight of a man in America has gone up 15 pounds in the last 20 years that we've been talking about this. Mm. And for women, it's 17 pounds. So here's your average man or woman in the United States of America. I wish I had the stats from um, Stephen Ambrose's book about World War II. I think it's the book about D-Day. He gives what the average recruit was. And they were all like 130 pounds. Right. Because we were so skinny back then. Yeah, very, very skinny. In fact, the Army realized that so many people were ill-fed that it launched a lot of national programs. Because so many people came into the Army malnourished. Well, that's not a problem anymore. No. Oh, Lord, no. Uh, so the average man in America, compare yourself, is five nine and a quarter and weighs 196 pounds. <whistles> it's the average man in America. That's average. 200-pound dude at five nine and a four. At five nine is that's pretty hefty. Yeah, yeah. For what the average woman in America compare yourself is five three and three quarters, and weighs one hundred and sixty nine pounds. That's the wow. average woman in America. Wow, 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 wow. I don't want to make anybody feel bad. I, I don't either. Well, it's it's, it's it's about your soul. Are you kind? Are you generous? Are you a good human well, being? Well, every, I don't judge people every, like Jack. Everybody's like this. I'm so. not some sort of livestock auctioneer like my partner over here. <laughs> But that's grabbing pr- haunches and stuff. That's pretty big. <laughs> exactly, checking teeth. Uh, that's 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 pretty big. Yeah, for the average. For the average, yes. Woo. So I'm looking at this chart of extremely obese, and I don't know what that means. It's got to do with the. Um, it means extremely obese. But it's got to do with that. What's that thing? The BMI. Eh, well, but you know, you look around and you see when I when I was a kid, you saw zero people. That were giant, like, you know, can't walk so big. Sure. And uh, and now you see it fairly regularly. It was at, well, I've got a chart here in front of me that says it was basically at 0% mm-hmm. 
again, since man, since Homo sapiens started ooching around in yeah. Africa somewhere, right. it's been 0% through the 60s, 70s, early 80s, then started to creep up to where we're nearing 1 out of 10 people are extremely obese. Wow. For women, it's more than 1 out of 10 oh. are extremely obese, after it being roughly zero for all of human history. Wow, that this is the hockey stick graph that oh, people yeah. ought to be talking about. Oh, yeah, and, Boy, one, they... and one you, in theory, could do something about. A hey, funny coincidence, we got an email today asking for the origin of the phrase ooching about or ooching around. Uh, he said it's becoming more and more popular on the show, and you just used it there. It, uh, George Bush right. once described, was it Osama bin Laden or, or Al-Qaeda in general? Ooching around in caves. Ooching around in caves. Tora Bora. First time I heard it. Yeah. So I've been doing some Google research. I did like 1982 health trends, 1992 diets. I'm trying to figure out like if anything changed there. And it seems to be when a lot of the soda companies made their big push to diet sodas. Like that was when Diet Coke <sighs> wow. first debuted was 1982. Cause or effect? Difficult I, to say. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, just you that's, know, that's an interesting internet one. research here. That's an interesting one because everybody says you shouldn't drink diet soda at this point. It makes you fatter than drinking regular soda. Isn't that what they say? Yeah. Yeah, there's still a fair You're better amount off drinking argument, yeah. no soda. Well, right, right. Just soda pop in general is evil. Well, I'll hit you with the list real quick. It's the same list you've heard a thousand times. brought so. to you by Coca-Cola. Does this list do anybody any good? Because we've all heard this list. But the right. CDC says what has changed, we eat out a lot more. Portion sizes at the restaurants when we do eat out have gotten a lot bigger. Does this all sound familiar? Is yeah. this a surprise to anybody? Ridiculous. Number three, we guzzle sugar beverages on an unrivaled scale. Um, yeah. Number four, healthier foods cost more. I don't think that's playing a major role. I really don't think that's it. I mean, you can get cheap crap. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But if you want to eat healthy, it's not that expensive. It just isn't. Well, and if you ate so much, if you ate less than 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 I am supposed to eat, <laughs> if you didn't spend money on crap you shouldn't eat at all, you'd have that money to buy healthier stuff. You don't need the number of, my point is, you don't need the entire number of calories you get in the day anyway. So you save the money, buy less calories, it's not the crap, and then spend it on, I don't know, whatever, leafy vegetables. Because it says here, our vegetables consist mainly of potatoes and tomatoes. I know it does with me. Those ain't vegetables. Eh, Close enough. <laughs> They're not vegetables. I paint it green. It's a tuber and a fruit. We're bombarded with ads for unhealthy food. Um, yeah. Well, so I just went into the the lunchroom thing we've got, which is like a. It looks like a Chevron gas station. Yep. And um, there's a thing right no by vagrants. the. No vagrants. There's a thing. <laughs> fewer vagrants. Well, some yeah. of the rock DJs are over there. <laughs> a little vagrant. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at you, Joe. <laughs> Uh, but I was looking right next to the register, I think, because they, 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 they put, like, their new thing or their hot thing right there. And there's these big mint cookie things. And I think there's no adult that should be coming to work and eating that. I mean, there's no reason to come to work uh, and eat that. Uh, how big is it? But we are. Um, and at various times, I am. And Seriously, how big is it? I, don't know, my, I guess the only reason I brought this up, because all this is old information, except for how much bigger we are than even 20 years ago. The fact that it's increasing yeah. the way it is is just amazing. And, and it has, is, is it 20 years ago really 1998? <laughs> how can that be? Yeah. But so is there any reason to think this graph is not going to continue as it has since the early 80s? No, uh-uh. I don't think so. I don't think so. So what will the average weight be? 
in 5, 10, 20 more years. Is, is the average weight for a man going to be 250? 450 pounds. The average weight for a woman, 200 pounds? Will that be it? There's, if you look at this graph and you are going to extrapolate, you'd have to say yes. Unless we make drastic changes. Huh. What contribution has that made to the decline in the, the birth rate, I wonder? I have many questions. Yeah. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.